Blog Talk Radio. Animal here on Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. Okay, it's week three of the COVID crisis, uh, and I've been reading the news all about the big shots who were telling us that there was no danger, right? And also about the people who saw what was happening back in January. January, and it maybe here's what made me think that the people you hire can make a big difference. <laughs> I mean, the individuals. Not the qualifications. They can all be well qualified on paper, but some people are better than others. And I'll give some examples. Mark Brandenburg is the chief medical officer of a small hospital in Bristow, Oklahoma. How many people live in Bristow? 4,200. That's small, okay? He saw the data from China back in January, and he says, you know what? This could mean the pandemic everybody's been warning about forever is finally here. So by mid-February, he had a citizen's response team in place in his little town, and there were students organized to deliver groceries to seniors back in February, right? Meanwhile, in March 14th, the governor of his state tweeted a photo with his family at a packed restaurant in Oklahoma City, you know, bragging that there was nothing to worry about a month later. Anyway, also, the deputy for the National Security Advisor in the United States is a guy named Matt Pottinger. He used to work for the Wall Street Journal. He lived in China during the SARS crisis. He speaks Chinese, and he's familiar, he says, with the way the Chinese government lies about problems, right? So him and his boss... They were pushing everybody to take the threat more seriously back in January. Meanwhile, on February 18th, Tom Phillipson, who's the uh, acting chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, he told reporters, "I I don't think this coronavirus is a big threat like people are making it out to be, right? Now, I'm sure that Tom Phillipson, Phillipson, has a lot of good credentials, but obviously, here's my point, they aren't everything. Someone like Matt Pottinger has experience that tells him more than other people know, and some guy in a small town like Mark Brandenburg, maybe he's just smarter than a lot of other people, even if he isn't at the top of the food chain, okay? And now Jerry Jones! The recruiting animal... Jerry, thank you. You know, Jerry, I just want everyone to know, Jerry was just worried that we would be a little too jubilant was his word, you know, when times are bad. Yes. But listening to that shout invigors mm. me every week, it, okay? Yeah. I thank, yeah, I thank you, you for the, the lasting inspiration you have given us with that, okay? You are welcome. You are you, welcome. Well, you know how important it is. It is definitely and, and In fact, 
Yeah, when you die, you should put some kind of sound equipment uh, in your your grave. Who knows what will be available oh. then? And you should have the show go. Mm. <laughs> Press the button. Hey, or, yeah. You know, it's like one yeah. of those lights that that come on when you pass it. When they walk by your grave, you'll shout. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're giving me yeah. some ideas here. Something to work I know. on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right now I have to admit. Man, your your, your no, phone I'm, sounds pretty bad. Your audio is pretty bad here, Animal. Is it? Does every Mike, Michael G. Cox, do you or, agree? Maybe it's, maybe it's just I me. Can, I can hear you. But uh, for someone that complains about people's audio quite often. Well, I can't hear yeah. myself. I need you guys to tell me oh. just like you need me to tell you. Well, maybe in a minute or so I'll get off. But first I want to thank my sponsors, okay? Hire Tool, H-I-R-T-U-A-L.com. No, super- no, no. What do you mean? H-I-R, H-I-R, there's an E. Oh, gee whiz. Thank you. Come you know, on, I dude. I don't pro- know why you. <laughs> why they pay me. Okay. I, I wouldn't pay, uh, I I wouldn't pay for these time. crappy ads, dude. Seriously, well, you can't you even spell the product the ad- name. If you want to do the ad, I'll let you. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Okay. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. Okay. Hey, everybody. I just rigged that so Jerry will interrupt me and so it will catch your attention. So mm-hmm, it's not just the mm-hmm. same thing all the time. No, I don't. I, I actually we know what we're I doing. Same, I make the same mistake while I'm typing. And afterwards, <laughs> someone retweets me, and I see all the goofs I've made. It's embarrassing. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, the online recruiting recording technology. It's got video now as well. It's 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 originally just for sound, but now they have video. I'll talk about it a bit more later. And PCRecruiter.net. The Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. Heather Thomas is our guest today. She said she's nervous. I don't know why. We're not going to hassle her. Uh, But I want to ask a risky question, first of all. Is it sexist if I tell you, Heather, that you have beautiful teeth? I mean, I posted a picture of you, and I wondered, are those natural? Mm, Or you know, you had a lot of work done. Man, you should have asked me about this stuff first, Animal. <laughs> Run this stuff by me. I, you're, you're so out of touch. You, you can't even comment on whether you, you've even seen anybody's uh, picture anymore. I mean, don't do not do this stuff. You're, you're going to get us sued, man. Probably okay. not by Heather, but it's coming. It's hi, coming. You keep pushing hi, the limit. Hi, <laughs> Hola. I'm laughing, Animal, because I love to make a joke that anytime you get over the age of 40, you accept every single compliment that comes your way. So I will take that as a fantastic compliment. Thank you. I did have work done on my teeth, and I continue to try and be the best person every day. So amen to selfies, right? Yeah. Okay, I guess that was a selfie. Okay, but it's a good one, the one I posted there. Okay, now listen, everybody. She brags that she's made 5,000 hires as a recruiter. 5,000, okay? And and now she's Is a, that possible? Uh, maybe they're all call center workers. I don't know. We'll find out. And now she's a, a recruiting we'll uh, technology She's a recruiting technology consultant. Her uh, Twitter address, if you want to criticize her or praise her, is Heather, H-E-A-T-H-E-R, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S-S-D, Solutions Director. Is that, what's S-D, Solution? what's that? 
That stands for South Dakota. That's where I'm home quarantined is in oh, South, South Dakota. Dakota. Yeah, okay. But you, she lives in a, a town with 15,000 people, okay, more than yeah. the Bristol, Oklahoma. Okay, anyway, is there any hiring going on anywhere right now, Heather? Yes, there's lots of companies that have to do more hiring and then a lot of companies that are restricting hiring, right? So which which companies are doing more hiring? Healthcare. So manufacturing that are, you know, flipping to manufacturing different types. So there's a lot of websites right now. LinkedIn has one. I know our company came out with one on Paz where we're actually tracking all of the post-COVID-19 high, you know, companies that are hiring. Okay. So there's something going on there for recruiters to work on. This is what you are claiming, okay? I I, I don't know if you're right, uh, but I don't feel like talking about that right now. We had a yeah, previous guest too. on just a few weeks ago. He said half of all people are lazy, and if you look at a group of people, doesn't matter what they are, sources, recruiters, doctors, lawyers, administrative assistants, 50% of them are going to be lazy. Do you agree, yes or no? Yes. Yes? How does it show yes, up in recruiting? Yes, I hate to say it, but if I, yes, it's true. But okay. we Wait can a absolutely. Wait a sec. Yep. Uh, I, I, I want to make sure you're not going to get in trouble with your employer for saying that, will you? No, nope. okay. I work for how pretty it, human people. So. How does it show up in recruiting, this, this, this problem? Yeah, so, let, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, we're in a whole new world now. So everything and how recruiters approach their jobs, I think, is going to change. But we fell into a very lazy, complacent state of mind over the last five years. So I'm going to ask you, do you agree? Do you think the last five years that recruiters have gotten lazy? I don't know. I don't think so. But no, I don't. I don't agree. But I'm not visiting people. You're, you're asking. Recruiters. You're asking Michael a question about uh, actual recruiting. Okay, Jerry, yeah, you he, answer it. Jerry, you answer yeah, it. Yeah, sure they have. Sure, sure Why? recruiters have. How? I don't know. I Specify. Have. I can afford to. Go ahead. Is that good enough? No, oh, I'm just saying. I mean, recruiters have been, you know, been successful. Uh, not as, you know, hand to mouth, starting our starving artist kind of thing. So, you know, you, you haven't had to just wake up every day. Oh, and just you mean the market? Charge into the, the fire all day long. The market's been too good. The market's been too right. good. That's what you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. call it too good. The, started to turn about a, maybe a year ago or so where it was where it was tougher and tougher but for a while it was pretty easy i mean who's who's disagreeing with that are you disagreeing with that animal yes i am disagreeing because i wasn't talking about the easiness of of uh of uh recruiting or people i meant like there that's the two things are not necessarily related michael g cox i want your opinion no i I wouldn't say say it was too easy but no, no, no. Recruiters were recruiters were lazy. You were working lazy. in a corporate environment. You were working in a corporate yes. environment. Were you working less than you were uh, before, or you know, saying, "Oh, you know what? I don't really have to put many hours in. I'm gonna. People are falling, falling over me to get jobs." So, or no, okay. So I had other stuff that I had to work on. But as far as recruiting was concerned, I think uh, corporate recruiters, especially. In certain types of positions that they recruit, we're definitely getting lazy. 
I, I could see people Hold relying on a second. way it too much. It was getting much. harder. It was getting harder and harder to find people because they were getting lots of offers, competitive offers, and stuff like that. I don't call that the basis for laziness. I don't know where you guys are coming from. Let's go back to Heather. Okay. Why do you? Th- what do you? What do you? Just agreeing <laughs> that uh, there were lots of jobs. Like, wow, where? Did you- and, and maybe the word lazy is not the right word. Maybe the word's complacent. Right. Maybe, maybe they, they definitely maybe, got com- maybe I'm sorry. Maybe I, I know when I was in the corporate arena and you're recruiting for the same position over and over and over again, it could be a matter of just being bored, period, and, mm-hmm. and not being – I mean, and, and coming along with that would be laziness. But, yeah, I can okay, see that's, what you're saying. That's SorcererKathy.com. Both the guest and Sorcerer Kathy have worked at Sodexo for extended uh, periods of time. Okay, next question. Okay, the same guy said maybe only 20% of recruiters are good. You want to take on that, or is that too, you know, explosive for somebody who's working with recruiters? I think a higher percentage of recruiters are good. I think in any industry – once it kind of explodes and you're hiring people off the street who not, are not necessarily excited about the work, you start to get, you know, those emails that people are getting on LinkedIn where you know the person doesn't give a crap about recruiting, doesn't give a crap about the profession, and it's just a job to them. So I think there's okay, a higher percentage. Percentage. Of re- 60%. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Can I ask a question, interject a question here? Are we obligated to really care about the profession? Do we all need to wear some, you know, T-shirt that says, I love recruiting every single day? Are we obligated? Or can we simply, uh, you know, perform our duties professionally and uh, keep moving along? I mean, do we really have to be cheerleaders? <laughs> I hope that's not a sexist word. No, I I, I agree with you. I agree that we don't all have to love the profession. Some of us do. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I fell into it and stayed in it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those professions, though, where we touch human beings at one of the top five most emotional times in their life. And it's kind of interesting, all the things between moving, changing careers, getting married, getting divorced. A lot of those careers you don't go to college for, right? People just kind of fall into them. And then mm-hmm. I hate to use the Spider-Man Yeah, thing, I'm going to cut you off. Have, okay, okay. No, I'm going to cut really? you off. I want to finish. You know, I'm wasting too much time on this, but I just want to finish the, the series. He said recruiters are too lazy to use the ATS to source. Plus, he thinks the information in the ATS is unusable. You want to take that on, or should I just move on? Are they too yes, lazy no, to do I'll what they – Yes, I'll take that on. Who said that? Who said too lazy in the ATS? I think it was Mike Cohen, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, oh, I love Batman, and he's absolutely Batman. right. But, but here's why. So, again, I don't think that was laziness. I think that ATSs were not built for all this big data. So I know you love examples, animal, but I also know you hate some of the words I'm going to use. So I might say innovative, and I might say empathy, and you might cut me off. But are you ready for me to give you an example of a disaster yeah, of an Yeah, yeah, shoot. Get to it already. Now, wait a minute, animal. That was, a, that was a fantastic segue, and you just dismissed it. That was great, Heather. 
thanks for that was quite paying legit. attention to the rules of the show. It was great. Animal, you're some you're rude. Don't be rude to Heather. I'm ready for it. I, it's okay. I'm earning okay. my stripes here. Come All on, right. Animal. Let's go. All right. ATS, you were going to tell me something about it. I asked a question five minutes ago. Here we go. I get a call from a VP that says, you have got to disposition 88 people for an engineering manager search out of RATS. I need it done in the next 24 hours because otherwise we're going to be out of compliance. Happened to be over a Thanksgiving holiday. So I sat in the back of my car driving with my family on hotspot, reviewing the resumes one at a time. It took me three and a half hours. And the worst part is, is that with every person I had to say no to, I knew that they would get flushed into the ATS, never to be seen, uh, seen or heard of again, right? Because the recruiters could not search for skills and get good positive results if they search for candidates in the future. It is extremely painful, and I just kept asking myself, technology should be able to do this for us. This does not make sense that recruiters are having to read resumes and no one can find people who have actually applied to the company in the future. Okay, and why, why is that? Why is that? Because it can't search for the, the key things that, like, what, what's, the, what's the issue there again, yeah. briefly? So I've gotten the opportunity to do compare and contrast studies in five different ATSs. Uh-huh. And when recruiters run a search, they get false positives based on how the systems are not always reading the resumes or they don't have the right filters. Basically, the search is broken in a lot of these ATS systems. And ATSs are applicant tracking systems. That's what they are. They do that really, really well. Recruiters have gotten the end of the stick, basically, in terms of priority to improve their world and what they have to do, and that's search and match. So you can't, with these uh, ATS, they don't have a good search function or uh, the, the, they, they're not being parsed, the resumes aren't being parsed properly. What if a person is going to buy, like one of the big questions again and again, as Jerry well knows on the recruiting groups is, I'm, I want to get a new ATS how do I pick the right one? How do, can you answer that question? What are the key questions someone should be looking for, key issues when they're shopping around for an ATS? Yeah. So that one I'm going to pass on for a lot of different reasons because there's just so many other than a plan. You need a plan, and you need to figure out the problems you need to solve. But there's oh, lots boy. Of people talking I don't know how that. you could pass on that question because you just stole us one sell, of the things I, that are wrong. But I don't wrong. sell ATSs. But I don't sell ATSs. Okay, so I'm going to sell an ATS right now, pcrecruiter.net. It's the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. It doesn't matter what kind of recruiting you're in. Check it out. They'll, uh, it, you can configure your own process. They don't impose a process on you. And if you don't know how to configure it yourself, that means customize it, just give them a call. They don't care if you're a kitchen table recruiter on your own in your mommy's basement or if you're in a big recruiting company in a big firm. They want to help you, pcrecruiter.net. Okay, uh, what I did well hey, Animal. I'm quoting you. Yeah? Animal, what? is Heather allowed to tell us about the company that she works for and what she does there? Or I don't know if that's a good idea. Ridiculous she questions? can if she wants to. What? It's up to what? her. I will be respectful. I will do this. We're not a sponsor yet, right? 
Maybe we will be someday. You never know. So I won't talk too much about the actual software. I, well, will I don't care. Hold on a sec. I don't care if you speak about the company. I just don't want it to reflect back on, on you if we say something well, you don't the, like. The they don't like, I okay? Say, That's my concern. Hey, the only reason I'm asking is, is we've, we've got a guest here, and I don't really fully understand her professional uh, vantage point. That's all I'm asking. Okay. And start in with here's again, what she does. Stupid well, questions. Here's what she says okay. she does. Just, okay. Here we go, grinding another guest up to no avail. I don't understand. <laughs> Seriously, who, tell who us what you do. What okay, she do? Sits, What's your background? She That's sits legitimate. down with recruiters at at their at their software, and she figures out how many clicks they have to make and how long it takes. Essentially, that's it, like a time and motion study, if I understand what she says correctly. And she shows them with her offering exactly how, and she proves it right there, how they can have less clicks and the whole process can go faster. Am I right about that, Heather? And if you want to do yeah. a plug for your company, feel free. I mean, it's up to you. Yes, and Hiring Solved was well known as a people aggregator. So we used to be a competitor to hire, tool, and seek out. So this is the one thing I wanted to be able to clear up for everybody. We left the external sourcing world in late 2019. So we're no longer a competitor to hire, tool, or seek out. We now take all of the technology and we put it onto a company's ATS and CRM so that recruiters can then search in their own data and like save time and money and hire better and hire faster. That's it. I don't understand anything you just said. Did Jerry, do you understand that? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Who's that? Alan? Yeah, there Alan, you go. Can, yeah. can you yeah, explain so it to we, me? You're on the did. show all the time. We did. RecruiterL.com. We did. Can you explain? It's The it, world it sounds, did. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's, call it, a, call it a bolt-on product where if you have, say, Taleo, then you get their tool, and instead of using it separately, it integrates into theirs. So you can do full Boolean. You can look at, you can search within your ATS. And I'm suspecting Cornerstone. I think Cornerstone used to have a product like this, where you can search in only on your ATS, or you can go out and search LinkedIn. You can go out and search Boolean, and you can decide which results you want to see. He got it. Okay, so yeah. it's, so you were saying ATSs aren't built for good searches, but if they come to you, you can set up, you bolt your product on top of it so you can actually search the ATS properly. Is that what you're yes. telling us? Yes, and hopefully improve recruiter productivity so that recruiters aren't having to spend three and a half hours just simply looking at resumes. Okay. Okay, anything else that uh, you look at the whole HR stack, right, not just searching an ATS. Am I right about that? I get to go into big companies that typically have over a million applicants in their big systems, right? And help them <laughs> and, and, and help go them ahead. figure out if our solution is right. But the other thing I do get to do is I get to train their teams as well. So that's a lot of fun. So I still get my hand in the recruiting world daily. Okay. Uh, now, have you ever uh, got someone? I, this is since you're kind of are you you're kind of a salesperson. Am I right about that? <laughs> Naturally, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but not at, not okay. at my job. <laughs> okay. But let's take it back to recruiting. You said you made five thousand placements, okay, or hires. Have you ever gotten someone interested who started off the conversation by saying no? 
Yes. Tell us a story. Can you think of one offhand? Is that something yes. that you think is is that an essential um, uh, aspect of recruiting? Because there's some people that's selling. There's some people who say recruiting is not selling. It's just conveying information from the employer to potential candidates. Um, and, and this is actually selling. If someone says no and you get them to say yes, that's selling. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Tell us a, and, tell us a story. And, Go ahead. Yeah, and you, and you asked me, you know, why do I love recruiting? And the reason is because I was a natural salesperson who didn't want to be a used car salesperson, right? So it was a great use of my skills. When you find someone that says no, I think one of your uh, guests, Amy Miller, said it really well. You're not selling the job. You're selling and open to a conversation. Recruiting is about simply developing a relationship. That person may not be the right person for that job, but they are going to know, if you're talking to the right people, they're going to know the right person. So a specific example, because I know you love examples, is a lot of times females, typically will say no. So I was doing a search for for CHFMs in the Boston area. So those are like certified healthcare facility managers, and we wanted gender diversity. So I found all the 100 females that were working at the hospitals. I called every single one of them, and I asked them if they would be interested in the job opportunity. What I learned from them was a lot of no's because they had invested into their career, they felt safe in their role, they didn't want a job hop, yada, yada, yada. And and all those conversations, even the no's, I was able to, you know, I said that I brought data to conversations because it was the only way I could influence so that I could tell my leadership, I know you want a female, however, you're not going to find one locally because here's what all the 100 females in that area said. Okay, this was asked. You were going to tell us how you got people interested after they said no, and it sounds like you just went back to your boss and said, "No, nobody's interested." Sometimes that's the answer, right? You just got to follow the breadcrumbs. Sometimes okay. it's changing their mind by developing uh-huh. a relationship, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but sometimes well, it's not. Okay, well, uh, let me ask you again: Have you ever got someone interested who started off the conversation by saying <laughs> no? Okay. Now you just told us it sounds like no. You 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 you're happy to accept a no. I mean, if that's that's the way it is, that's the way it is. I think Jerry, if he's still here, I'll quote him. He said oh, he made I'm tons of money. He's he's made tons of money by accepting. I don't say that. Saying, okay. No, I don't, I don't say I've made tons of money. I'm broke. You know I'm broke. Why okay. do you why do you need to rub it in my face? Well, you said you had a good career by letting people say no and and not fighting with them. If I I can't remember your True. exact words, yeah. but that's what it amounts uh, to. I it sounds like it was, Heather is, is your I, kind I think of the phrase was Jerry. I think that was my 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 Twitter uh, profile said Jerry Albright happily taking no for an answer since 1987. That's right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. She's yeah. with you. I, I'll have to bring She's that back. With you. Might have to trademark that. But okay. but it, that, it, but if you develop a relationship with someone, then no turns into yes, even if it's nine months later. So on my LinkedIn profile, one of the people who gave me a recommendation is a gal who told me no, and a year and a half later, she got hired, and now she's a district manager at Sodexo in Ohio, and she's killing it. Okay. What is <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Animal, if you're – 
if you're smooth, if you're smooth and professional, you get less nose from the beginning. You know, if you don't sound like if you don't sound like a guest, dick right up front, guest you're, you're cutting half the nose out. Our guest confessed that she got a no from a hundred people, and those are all the people on her list. Okay. Animal. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Animal. Are you are you married? What are you asking me personal questions for? Buzz off. It has to do. It has to do with this. Is just dating as we talk about here all the time. Elaborate on that, will you? You go well, out. Now you pique the animal's you, interest. Okay. You start. You go. You see somebody in a grocery store, at a library, whatever. You start talking with them. You don't ask them out that time. You see them a couple more times. You say, "Hey, would you like to get some coffee?" No. Okay. And you keep talking. You keep. And one day you say, "You know, do you want to get coffee?" And after two or three times, they think, "Well, they're nice. I did. I actually didn't have time those other times. Yeah, I'd love to have coffee." And then you have uh-huh. coffee, and eventually you end up getting married. This recruiting is is dating, it's sales, the whole bunch of things. But uh, the the yeses that she got, it's just building a relationship and trying to find out what's valuable to that person. Okay, well, let, 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 let's go back to her, Alan, RecruiterAl.com. Let's go back to her and say she she built relationships. What is what does that mean? Uh, and you can keep what Alan said. Alan didn't specify what that. What what does that mean that you built relationships with these people who said no? Heather. They know your name. You know their name. You know that you had a conversation that was positive enough to leave a little bit of an impact so that if they want to think of you in the future or if you have something in the future that they're going to respond to you. It's just about Mm. being memorable. Yeah. The word for Alan, Alan, if you approach a girl in the the library three times, she's calling the cops after that, okay? That's what happens. (laughs) Not if she's over 40. Hold on, animal. That's right. Let me give you one from this morning. animal. Go ahead. Let me give you one from this morning. I think animal is speaking from experience. (laughs) (laughs) So I got referred to guy. He replied back email. This morning, thanks for reaching out. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, my company might is thinking about doing a furlough in the upcoming weeks, but they haven't gone down with it. I'm, ha- I'm I am currently happy right now in the way they treat me. I've gotten used to the periodic travel, but in about six to nine months, I might be starting to look around. I'll look forward to talking with you in about three weeks to start a conversation. Thanks, Jacob. That's starting well, that to sounds just great. That, that's a, that's a, I'd be pulling out my am hair. I, am I going to Let me clarify just a little bit here, folks, for people that don't know Animal as well. Animal, <laughs> when he hears no, his first reaction is to battle whoever it is into a corner, make them feel small and absolutely wrong, and leave the conversation thoroughly pissed off. So he just doesn't really picture the next time running into somebody. They're done. First time, it's been an argument, a battle. They're wrong. They're stupid for not looking at this job, and it's over. So So, that's his perspective. If we were talking about the relationship, do you think Animal would be the type that would walk down um, a busy street in New York and go, hey, do you want to get married? Slap in the face. You want to get married? Slap in the face. You want to get married? Slap in the face. And, and, then, and, and then finally he I don't know about all that. Person. No, hold on. But then he would marry the one that said yes, and it would just fall apart horrendously. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Okay. I, I, uh, 
Thanks. I, I'm Mike, just Mike saying Stark. that the animal animal won't. He is still part of the never take no for an answer crowd from the 70s. Okay, let me. I got over a follow time. Up we've all realized Heather. that it is okay. <laughs> I got a follow up question for Heather. Okay. Heather. I, have a, I have a question for Heather. Heather, how long have you been at Sodexone? I remember Wait a you second, now. Kathy. Kathy, Sorcerer Kathy, just let me finish this series off, and I'll come uh, to you, okay? No, Wait a second. Okay. Hold, yeah, well, no, no, I want you, Kathy. Don't go away. Don't hang up in a huff and, and post on Twitter what a jerk I am, okay? <laughs> you just hold on for a second, okay? <laughs> Heather, you got 100 no's. How many times did you ask for referrals? It was a first contact, okay? Did you ask those people for referrals, uh, and uh, how many did you get, if you got any? Yes. Every time I asked for referrals, and I asked like this. So if this role is not the right next move for you, who could it be for, right? Because a lot of times we find it would be a level below so is there someone else that you know that I should talk to? And for that search, I think I got about 25 extra referrals that I followed up on. I don't remember who we ended up hiring, but mm-hmm. I remember and that. One... Go ahead. I was just going to say, because I think really good recruiters, they know what to do with the nose. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means, okay, but uh, uh, but Kathy's pressing me to talk. Well, final thing. You said you were talking all to women, okay. Did it make any difference that you're a, a friendly-sounding woman? Uh, I'm not sure that it did. At that time, I also then expanded to all of the men in the area as well. So I'm, I was giving specific because women tend to say no a lot in terms of making. That is a real fact out there. We don't think of the next job move until we feel 100% qualified. And so that's an interesting thing when you're doing diverse diversity sourcing and diversity hiring. Okay. Kathy, yeah, sourcerkathy.com. Shoot. And you know what? Don't yeah, make I this too have... much. Of... Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Heather, I, want to you, I remember you now. Are you still at Sodexo? I'm not, Kathy. I was going to say shout out. Hello. No, I left just a couple years ago, but uh, Sodexo is still a client of ours, so I still get to work with the team. Awesome. They're amazing over there. I know. I I actually miss them. I worked for them for eight years. But um, I was going to say that part of what I think um, allowed us, especially at Sodexo, to pull people from our competitors was that, you know, they are very tough on the type of phone screens we did and follow-ups at least my my boss was. So there was protocol set in place where we revisited people when they said no, like in three months, you know, and, and that's just how it was. Yes, yes. You know, so I think it was inherent, apparently, you know, it wasn't, no system is perfect, but I think that was inherent in their so protocol. So, Kathy, you're saying, you're saying that you were recruiting the same kind of people all the time, and it was a policy yeah. to cir- circle back in three months' yeah. time. Same people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to do an ad, everybody. Mike Cohen, Mike Batman Cohen. He's starting his own show, as far as I know, okay? Um, but he was on a few weeks ago. Here's what he said about our sponsor, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. He said, check out Honeit. Nick Livingston, the CEO, is doing some shit, man. And, you know, when he says shit, that means something good. Uh, When I say it, it means something bad. But I'm quoting him, okay? It's been life-changing 
for my clients. They've been able to cut out an interview, uh, cut out an interview by me using Honit. And hiring managers go bananas. So I think that's probably uh, one of the other big tools that I love. And what he means is he interviews people online, records the interview. Uh, When he asks a key question, he presses a button, creates a clip, and he can pass that on to uh, anybody on the hiring community uh, committee, especially the hiring manager. And it also turns everything into a searchable transcript as well. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. Okay, anybody else got a question? There's a lot of people on the line. Anybody, uh, Michael G. Cox, you're kind of quiet. Anything you want to say? Any questions you got? No, I think um, one of the issues that I used to experience when asking for referrals or trying to recruit an individual is that I would connect with an individual or not even connect and just reach out to them cold and say, hey, I got a job, and that that was having really piss-poor results. And what helped turn that around was I was connecting with people today that I might not need to try and recruit until two years or or a year or six months from now. Mm -hmm. And so it it softened that initial contact because I would say, hey, you've been connected for six months. This is what I do. I'm currently working on this opportunity. And then – say, do you have five minutes right now just to talk about where you're at and what this opportunity is and see if it makes sense to move forward? If not, fine. You can tell me what would be a good opportunity, and then we'll talk when that comes up. So hold on. Your hook line was, we've been connected for six months where? On LinkedIn? Yeah, usually LinkedIn because I do sales recruiting. So, you know, sales sales executives are typically on LinkedIn. Okay, so that that's also, your animals. yeah, Al. Also, what Michael what Michael G. Cox does from because I've done those roles, salespeople many times will take calls more often, especially in the way he's describing it, because they're always looking to do better, and they don't know if what Mike has is going to be better, so they're always interested. Okay, so they're not like these, uh, I find these that the, the, the higher up the food chain that those individuals were, the more the more open they were to hearing about opportunities. And I think part of that is because um, director of sales isn't as prevalent an opportunity or it's not available as often as account executive. Mm-hmm. Well, let me consult with my uh, diversity uh, consultant, uh, Jerry, for a second. Jerry, are you there? <laughs> Still with us? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. What yeah. Heather said oh, yeah. is that women – Women are yeah. way more inclined to say no. Is is that okay? I mean, is it okay for her to say it, or could you or I say it as well and and still not get fired? Is it factual? Is there science behind it? I mean, we can't just blanket say anything about women like that anymore. Now, women can say that uh, stuff about women. Men, we're not allowed to have an opinion. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't tweet that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't post that on Facebook. You could cite a Harvard Harvard Business Review, you know, article. Oh, there yeah. you go. There that you would go. Be good. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Does it, you know, here's a. It's a you might not be familiar with this question, uh, Heather. It might not really be for you, but I just want to know. Some people are complaining that as soon as this crisis started, uh, their clients. This is for you know headhunters. 
uh, their clients decided they weren't going to pay them. Uh, <laughs> what should mm. what should someone do if you want to take a shot at this, Heather? You're free. Uh, I I just have incredible empathy because that's just bullshit, right? Like they should pay them. That's ridiculous. It's one thing yeah. if they close okay. their jobs, but. That's, um, you know, we're all in this together. So those of us who use yeah. services, they should at least pay for those services. Okay, yeah. I, we didn't ask for a pep talk. We were looking for some practical uh, <laughs> things. But, but also, you know, some I, I read that some people, you know, their vendors already have their credit card number, and they're without permission pre-charging them for a year of use of the tool, okay? So that's happening Ouch. as well. If anybody oh, wants to come speaking in. Speaking of that, practice. I need to get on, uh, on my uh, – green lawn people and tell them to not automatically start my services here. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. 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 They'll okay. they'll come out here and stick a note on your door. We were here. Give me 300 bucks. <laughs> well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on there, Larry. Michael okay, G. Cox. Green. Mikerecruiter.com. Yeah. Uh, are you taking any special precautions uh, about, you know, getting paid? No, you know, fortunately all of my clients, uh, I just got my last invoice paid. Got the uh, got the check in the mail right here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I uh, hear it. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing on all your outstanding invoices, Animal? Uh, I don't know if uh, what's going to happen. But but a lot of the searches, if, if it's with a bigger company, especially with a, an agency like a police department or something like mm-hmm. that, for you know uh, mm. their people, I don't think you have to worry about them because the government is is paying them. Okay. And, and you play policeman? I, I think. How did you roll one, that one into thing a that I did do, police department? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, Michael G. Cox, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Michael G. Cox. No, I was, I was, yeah, I was going to say that uh, one thing that I did do before this check came in the mail was I, I called the, the few clients that I have and, and said, hey, do, do we need to talk about payment terms? You know, and, and I. I, I was specifically speaking to the accounts payable folks that I developed a relationship with because that AP clerk is, is you know, holds a lot of power over my invoice. Um, but rather than, you know, maybe taking the animal approach of, of yelling at them, I was having these conversations yeah. because everybody <laughs> is, everybody is going to um, prioritize they're, they're what they have to pay and, and, and figure out which ones are going to get paid this month. It's, it's much like individuals running their own uh, household. So I was having those conversations early to make sure I was higher on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah you think those conversations with a pay, uh, an accounts payment uh, payable clerk is going to make a difference to you in the end? I don't think so. It okay. did. When, it did. when they cut staff and <laughs> they start – You might be surprised, to... dude. No, man, you might be surprised. Sometimes buttons just don't get hit, or they get dragged and dropped over into certain columns and files. And yeah, man, that's right. If you don't. Okay. What a what a, a completely a misinformed assessment of of the whole thing. Thanks, Jerry. Have I, I, I you ever made a placement? And I got a check a week later. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, do, yeah. Okay. Hey, Heather, since we're talking about diversity, yeah. do you see a lot of mansplaining at work? I mean, we we get we get badgered that men are awful. Okay. Uh, and they 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 explain things to women. Uh, do people treat you uh, sort of with uh, implicit contempt that you're an idiot and they have to tell you stuff that they shouldn't? 
you know, they should take for granted that you know, but they they think because you're a woman, you're like a child or something like that. Do you ever experience that, Heather? I haven't. I have not in over 15 years. So early in uh-huh. my career, I am, again, I'm going to use the word empathy. I know you hate it. I'm very empathetic, though, because I live in a household full of men. I have three boys, 20 to 11, and they are feeling the same pain. And whether they're in college or they have girlfriends, they don't get to have an opinion anymore. And that does make me sad. Thank what God. A, what a fantastic you. answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what's the best hey, thing you've noticed? Just to, just to make sure, you yeah. know, what she's saying is that she's got three, you know, she's got uh, several men in her in, in her life that are experiencing this. And <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. Come back. Uh, yeah. Thanks. That's Thanks, a little uh, too highbrow for animal. Yeah, yeah, that's I, too I, high I, you pass right over me. But look, uh, 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 you're dealing with a lot of different recruiters, uh, Heather. So, is there mm-hmm. one best method of first contact, phone, uh, email, text? Well, what are you seeing there? So I'm old school, right? I learned even from people like you know. I know you hate the old days at talk, but everything I learned, I learned from cold calling and picking up the phone, but to be a good recruiter, I had to adapt. So I think the best method today is in this order, text, email, phone call. Anybody want to challenge her? But text, where do you get the text, uh, the, the information? It's out there. You can find it. And there are like 97 tools you could use for that. Well, and uh, like again, what? you were Name one, Michael G. About... Cox. Name one, Michael G. Cox. Hire tool. H-E-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hire tool. Don't forget the E. <laughs> yeah, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. It's the super-duper sourcing tool. Now, I have neglected them in the earlier part of the show. I just was so entranced with uh, uh, my guest, I guess. Uh, but don't forget them. They are uh, a company that everybody raves about on Facebook. I'll bet that our guest today is happy she doesn't have to compete anymore with Hired Tool because they supply contact information, work, personal, email, phone numbers. Plus, they do the search for you, and you don't have to know anything about Boolean. It just goes – you put normal language into into the, the site and it searches for you, and it does it fast. You can do a bunch of searches faster than you could manually. Heather, is it important for a recruiter today, since you're familiar with all the technology available, to know anything about Boolean? You know, uh, our good friend, Matt Charney, he was on the show, and he said, you know, any seventh grader could do sourcing today. It's not an issue. What do you say? I agree. Now, I became a Boolean Maybe not quite an expert, but really good at it. And according to your company, you're a thought leader. Okay, go ahead. And it it was a badge of honor, right? Have been able to do boolean. But guess what? Now we're in the time of machine learning, and that's a whole different mental model. So that's what's like blowing everybody's minds is because now machine learning can do it for us, and we have to unlearn boolean in order to trust machine learning yeah i think you're ahead of the curve on that does anybody agree with her 
that the machines can do all the searches? I agree with her. I do. And I think that's why some of the, you know, the thought leaders um, are not as relevant right now because uh-huh. there's so many uh-huh. machines that can do the job. Uh-huh. Would you call her an anti-thought leader then since uh, she's <laughs> in disagreement with the other <laughs> thought leaders? It's uh, an interesting no. idea. No, anything else that. you'd like to say, Kathy? Kathy, anything else you know, no. before you say were you there, that, uh, I'm Heather, when Heather, were you there when, when Shally used to come and give um, his talks? I was hired show. to replace the trainer that, that Shally was doing consulting for. So I came okay. right behind Shally. Okay, got it. Shout out to Shally. Love you, Shally. Everybody loves Shelly. He's the Elvis. I, Still is. Yeah, I okay. worked with him after Sodexo. I went to him. So awesome. I'll catch up another time. Mm-hmm. Shelly is a customer a... of Hiring Solved. I'll throw that out there. Wow. Okay. Do you do? Uh, do you use any scheduling app? Yes. I think that's a must these days. Okay, so is there anyone you want to, you know, rave about, or should we just assume Calendly and uh, Schedule Once? Yeah. And the, okay, I never found one that went above the others. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's in- interesting yeah. information because some are free and some aren't, right? Okay. Right. How do you get off the phone with a windbag? Or even, you know, you you meet you have to meet people and be polite and stuff. Uh, you go to conferences. How do you separate yourself from, you know, somebody who just keeps talking? That is that is the hardest question. I don't know if I have an answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one or phone a friend. Jerry, you answer for me. Jerry, just hang up on you, okay? Later, he says later and walks away, okay? Uh, okay, I know Jerry. Uh, you have to get used to it, okay? So, okay, what you do is interview prep. Okay, I just have to do a, you know, a, a short ad. Yeah. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, PCRecruiter.net. They love you if you're a recruiter. And hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview recording technology. I, I, I should just do a bunch of short ones rather than my blurbs. Anyway, what about interview prep for candidates? Uh, you 5,000 hires. If you spend a lot of time with each of those candidates, and all the others who didn't get hired, um, you know, you'd be spending a lot of time doing interview prep. You Did you do it? Is it important to you? What do you think? I did interview prep more when I was with agency, right, when the hire meant money in my pocket. I did less as a corporate recruiter, but I also always believed in personal accountability. So I'd give them the basics, right, like show up, be prepared with three or four really good stories, talk about you know what it looked like before and what you actually did but then they'd have to show up and be the best version of themselves and if they didn't that was their fault okay that's like no interview prep okay you didn't get them to tell you those (laughs) stories and say look you know no really yeah so it's an interview prep is just it's not that important to you okay like 20 out of 100 right right if if my complete income was, you know, back to contingency search, sure, I'd, I'd do it again. I would spend a half hour with each yeah, person. Yeah, it sounds like to. it was never important to you. You had, did spend in the old days, you spent a half hour. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And what That's did you talk enough. about for that half hour? What did you talk about? The job and what you heard are the important okay, factors. Okay, this isn't your question. The... Does anybody else have a question? There's <laughs> 10 minutes left, okay? Somebody help me. Come on. Come on, somebody I have help a me. question. 
I'll ask you. So can I ask you a question, Animal? No, I'm not the guest. Start your own show, okay? <laughs> you can ask you can ask the Animal Crew questions if you have any questions for them. They 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 love the attention. Go ahead if you want. That would be great, Animal Crew. What do you think recruiters need to really focus on in this new post-COVID-19 economy? Saving, uh, you know, building up a savings account. Yeah, okay, saving money. Okay, she meant professionally. Alan, Recruiter Al, are you still with us? (laughs) Recruiter Al, got anything? Jerry, nobody's got an answer for that. Do you want to answer it yourself, Heather? No, I, I really don't have the answer legit. yet. Okay. 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 Uh, do you have any experience with psychological tests? Are we winding down? You know, I don't have to drag it out. I got the feeling the show's lost energy in the last uh, three or four <laughs> minutes. Should, should I Should I, Should I? I put it to bed? Last time I dragged it out, even though we, we really, you know, we hey, lost uh, our verve. To, give, enough, to anything... give a different answer to her question, to give a different answer to her question, I think what recruiters need to focus on doing right now is – Networking, you know, connecting with individuals that they would eventually like to place. Or when? Types when? Of Six months from now, if you're not dead? Is that what you're saying, Michael Absolutely. G. Cox? Yes. Yes, because if okay. they didn't do it six months ago, now is the time. So, so now is and, and like then enforced also connecting networking. With individuals that, yeah, and, and, and so c- prospective candidates on one side and also prospective clients on the other side. Well, let me and, ask and you stop, a question. Yeah, I, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, since Heather, Heather, Heather tossed it towards you there. Okay, well, you're calling up somebody whose uh, business is obviously going to be struggling, I assume, right now. How are you? Uh, bis- and you're doing business development calls. What are you saying? Hi, I'm, I'm Michael G. Cox. I want to do business with you in six months. Can we have a chat? Is that what's, what's your approach? No. So if, if you're doing one type of, of recruiting, let, let's say sales recruiting, and you've been speaking to your typical hiring manager is going to be like a sales manager, but the person that actually has the signing authority is a VP of sales. So you're connecting with a lot of those two kinds of folks. And three weeks ago when this fit hit the shan, you were probably getting really close to those current clients that are now frozen in hiring. So you're asking them three weeks ago, what were the issue? What are the issues? What, what's going on? What are you guys planning on doing? I know that your hiring is going to be frozen for the next few weeks. When do you anticipate that changing? Are you going to keep interviewing? So you're asking all of these, what you're going to do kind of questions. And then you're keeping track of all of that stuff. And now you can share it with other sales managers or VPs of sales and say, Hey, I'm having conversations with people like you. So, you know, you, you, but you can't really ask for the business right now. Maybe okay. you can come with some value. Okay. 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 Back to Heather. Last question: Is culture fit a thing for you? Is it an issue? Ooh, slippery slope. Okay, you don't want to answer that. Wanna... You don't want to answer. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll pass. You don't want to answer. Yeah, I'll pass. What about psych? <laughs> what about psych assessments? Psycho? Have you ever worked with? Everybody here hates them, and other people rave about them. The psychologists. I hate them. Uh, but do they I work? I hate them. Why? I think they. <laughs> I have I have personally seen them keep good talent from getting interviewed. A, a final story. Tell us that one. I want to hear it. 
final story. No, no, no. I want to hear someone who who is a good talent. You recruited a good person. I've had that experience as well. They go to the psychiatrist, whoever gives them that test, and uh, the psychologist rather, and, and they flunk out. No, no, this person's not a good hire. Uh, do you do you do you have a story about it, or just you don't? Yes. No. Okay. And last this story. goes go along ahead. with this goes along with sales, right? So a lot yeah. of sales openings were using assessments. You know, um, so people would apply, they would take this assessment, and I saw three, I talked to, interviewed three really great talents that after they took the assessment, they completely failed, and we never interviewed them, and they went on to go work for our competitors, and were killing it at the competitors. There you go. Straight from the horse's mouth. And I didn't say you have teeth like a horse, okay? <laughs> I complimented your teeth at the beginning. At the beginning. Heather Thomas, MikeRecruiter.com, RecruiterAl.com, JerryTheRecruiter.com, SorcererKathy.com, and Heather Thomas again. Thank you! Walking in the sand. 